Welcome to TSOH Weekly. My name is Alex Morris of the TSOH Investment Research Service. With me as always, Francisco Oliveira of Aravilo Capital Management. Today's topic is Spotify and specifically the company's recent announcements around its uh, audiobook strategy. Um, taking a step back real quick, the company expanded into audiobooks back in 2022. Originally, the, the structure of their offering was a la carte based. You could go onto their app and uh, through a somewhat cumbersome process, you could buy a single title. Um, you know, it was greatly hampered by by the App Store rules, and you know, it's probably safe to say that uh, adoption was relatively low. But the company has now announced a new strategy, Auto Books. Which, Francisco, you want to discuss what what they announced? Yeah, I think it's uh, they're starting with several markets, including the UK, and then rolling out in the US. But if you subscribe to Spotify Premium, which costs Ten ninety nine per month, you can listen to fifteen hours of of per month of audiobooks, and it's going to include. They did Spotify did deal with all the major publishers, and I think the reports are that 70 percent of the top New York Times bestselling books will be will be available in the offering. If you if you surpass the fifteen hours, you can pay ten ninety nine for an extra ten hours. Um. So it's 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 a pretty good deal for the consumer. I mean, actually, I'd say it's a great deal for the consumer, um, because I think as I as I browse and and search online, the average book on on Audible costs around you know varies, right? But between ten to twenty five dollars. So if you you know if you're not the person, the type of person that's consuming like a an audio book a week, more like an audio book a month. I mean, you can basically, you know, listen to 12 audiobooks a year. Um, I think, you know, my questions are, and I'd be curious to see what your questions are, is, is actually how Spotify is going to make money out of this. Because audiobooks is not um, a very high margin business uh, for for the distributors. They'll, they'll probably make a percentage of the, of the sticker price, right? But it's not going to be like a 50% type of type of margin business. And the fact that Spotify is eating up the cost of 15 hours, so eating up the cost of a book um, for people that are paying 1099 and that most of that 1099, you know, about you know, close to 70% is going to the record labels. Record labels have a lot of leverage against Spotify and a lot of provisions in their contracts that avoid, um, that, that prevents Spotify from carving out revenue streams for, for other pieces of content. I'm just being curious to see what the long-term strategy is here. Um, in my mind, it, it, it has to be that Spotify can uh, increase prices significantly over time if, if the adoption of audiobooks is, is significant. But curious to see what you think about the overall offering. Yeah, I think a good place to start is um, the market or the, the book market generally, they spoke about this at, at the June 22 investor day. They said at the time, the global book market's estimated to be around $140 billion inclusive of, of print eBooks and audiobooks. And they said a mid single digit percentage of the market is audiobooks. So call it you know, roughly $10 billion a year. Um, you know, I, I've always been a bit confused by the category. The pricing is kind of odd. Um, and also the ability to 
to test kind of new models also seems a bit constrained. Um, you know, obviously the most notable player is Audible. Um, I, when I looked at some of their offerings before coming on here as well, the new Michael Lewis book, if you just wanted to buy it, is $29.95 and it's nine hours of listening. So to your point, if you're Spotify premium sub for $11 a month and, and you have access to that title as part of your subscription, um, that would be that would be quite nice. Um, the other question I have is whether or not Spotify is going to include advertising here as they've done in in podcasts, even as part of the the premium, you know, what what you assume would be ad free offering, right? Um, in terms of Audible subscriptions, there's an offer for fourteen ninety five a month that has one credit for these premium, you know, bestseller titles like the seventy percent that you were talking about. And there's another option for for two books at twenty twenty two ninety five a month. And you know, at, again, these titles are, I think, typically seven to ten hours is is kind of the um, average runtime. So yeah, to your point, if someone's paying paying the additional eleven dollars for the extra ten hours on Spotify, you're going to get twenty five hour hours of listening for, um, you know, what will in their mind will be viewed as just eleven dollars of incremental spend, right? So it, it seems it seems very attractive relative to the other notable offering in the marketplace, what that means in terms of of their economics and how all those structures work is is certainly less clear to me at this time. Yeah, um, it's it's an you know if you are an avid uh, audiobooks consumer or casual interest in in audiobooks, I think this is this is really extremely compelling, um, right? Um, I've as a consumer, I've dabbled in and out of Audible, sometimes shutting down the subscription, pile out some books, and sometimes resubscribing. Um, as a Spotify subscriber, I you know I mostly wouldn't need Audible unless I really want a specific book. The other thing is that um, it's possible that that you know the seventy percent of the New York Times bestsellers are available in this free category. But that the other 30% you can buy a la carte within Spotify, right? So if I'm getting in the habit of of listening to audiobooks, um, you might be more likely to then pay for an, an a la carte audiobook on Spotify rather than another service. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Amazon responds, right? You know, they've in the past have have added podcasts on Audible diversify their business i think they did the the deal with the obamas that used to be on spotify via audible um and they also have amazon prime music right that they've added podcasts there so be interested to see if they see a future where they can combine these services but my question is do you think that over time spotify can spotify premium can can price their service at a at a material premium to say Apple Music, YouTube Music, and others, because they've bundled um, more content, right? That these other services don't have, because that's the only way I see them truly making, you know, healthy margins on this. The premium business only has twenty eight to twenty nine percent gross margins today. It's gradually growing, but it's a it's a tight margin profile when you're when you're adding a lot of free content here. Yes, yeah, so a roundabout way of kind of answering your question. I do think the one thing that's particularly notable on Spotify and, and in a good way 
is in terms of UI and brand, it's very clear where you go to get everything and what the, you know, the consumer value proposition is around that. Amazon and Audible is a little bit messier. You know, YouTube is obviously, you know, a very popular destination for podcasts, but listening on the main app has limitations, um, you know, particularly in terms of, of shutting off the screen, right? But then there's also YouTube Music and YouTube Premium. You know, Apple's similar. I don't, I don't know if everything's housed in one place very cleanly, um, especially in terms of having podcast video, right? So, you know, these different formats, Spotify's done a good job of, of making them all easily accessible in one place. You know, to your question, does it ultimately result in a position where they have, you know, reasonable economics across these different verticals? I, I just think it's very hard to say, especially when they, you know, they've they've quickly changed the the strategy from what it was uh, 12, 18 months ago, where at a time when they were saying things that were quite bullish about what they could do in audiobooks, right? I think this specifically setting could be a category with 40% plus gross margins. Is that correct? Yeah. So very different, very different than where their their business is at today. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I think it's all to be seen. It's hard to know at this point. Agreed. I mean, from one perspective, if consumption doesn't pick up, right? Puts into question what consumption in audiobooks, if that doesn't pick up, it puts into question whether Spotify can bundle more and more verticals. You know, their, their recent investor day, they said that even beyond podcasting and audiobooks, there's many other verticals that they can get into, stating, you know, vertical A, B, C. Um, so, this doesn't pick up brings into question whether other verticals will be successful. If it does succeed, um, I just don't see any way around it that they're going to take a margin hit. But will that then, given the value that they're offering, will that then open the door for them to have further price increases that they can then ultimately use to fund this? Um, that's tough. That's tough when the majority of consumption is music and other services presumably would be priced lower, but it's to be seen. I think, you know, at least for a consumer perspective is, I think it's an incredible announcement. So um, usually that's a good thing over time. Yeah. And to that point, it ties in what you said earlier about the adoption by all the, all the major publishers, right? There was a comment in, the, in a New York times article about this, where X said the economics are very favorable to the book industry. Everyone got on board because they see that ultimately for heavy consumers, this is going to be a net positive. So, you know, as always with Spotify, you have this balancing act of, of driving short-term economics and, and the long-term vision.